Anna, and this is AFL Obsessed. Okay, so we're coming off an invigorating round of footy, and I genuinely needed a couple of days to recover from the sleep depth, which is just a great sign for the upcoming weeks. And there were three games that I didn't address in Conflicts and Clashes the last epi because I hadn't seen them yet. So there's so much potential and promise included in the remaining three games to talk about. And looking at the ladder and standings now, I think it's probably not what some people expected. And I know it's early on and will change drastically again, but I know that we're all going to be here for it. So the first Giants versus North game, I have to admit, I didn't think the Ruse would take that, but looking at their record, you know, they probably were going to all along and I'm really happy for them and Reese Shaw because they're an honest team that always tries their hardest and they definitely showed a lot of grit and that shin boner spirit that I love and Higgins and Zerha were standouts in that game. And the Swans versus Dons game, which was the best game of the weekend, I'm not biased or anything, I felt like both teams were ready for the win, and I'm not even going to address the umping in this game, but there were some questionable free kick calls that I'm side-eyeing. But yeah, it was a great win, and I was celebrating quietly in my apartment while all of my neighbors were sleeping at 4 a.m., but I really felt like Ridley and Parrish were awesome standouts and Stringer, who always delivers. And it was really good to see Hooker with Hurls in the back line. But yeah, McKernan, it was just really great to see all of the familiar faces and just seeing everybody kind of ready to attack really early on in that game. And I also love the pick of both North and Essendon teams on the plane together, flying to their same day play game. And everyone's just kind of on their own sides, not paying attention to the other half or just the other side of the plane. And even the flight attendant had like a half of a North and half of a bomber scarf on. And in the Saints versus the Bulldogs game, I felt that their new players from other clubs, Butler, Hill, and Zach Jones for the Ruse, I felt like really did the bulk of the work. And unfortunately, it's the third consecutive defeat for the Doggies, and I'm not writing them off yet. I just think they need to regroup for this weekend. So really, there's so much to go over, too, about the round overall beyond the on-field performances. So here's my new segment of my purely personal hot takes called Pure Class, Hard Pass, and Just Trash. And so it's kind of my breakdown of the rounds. And it's called Pure Class because it's everything that was outstanding about the round to me. Hard Pass because I think there's some things we can bypass from the round and kind of leave behind. And Just Trash, I mean, I think it goes without saying that that all just belongs in the bin. So for pure class, the top five things for me in no particular order, number one, the ratings. I mean, obviously, if you can't attend any of the games, the viewership is going to skyrocket, but they were some record-breaking numbers, and it was almost 5.8 million viewers that tuned in for the entire round domestically. And I'm personally interested in the global outside of Australia stats, too, because I know quite a few Americans were watching the game. So I'm personally just curious about that. With that said, though, it looks like Sydney's set to have at least 10,000 fans at their round five clash with Melbourne. So that'll be really interesting. And viewership is great, but it's really outstanding because the AFL signed a U.S. broadcast deal with ESPN. So some of us in America feel like we've been shouting from the rooftops about how great the sport is, but it's great to actually showcase it on live TV. And the deal is going to show 32 games across 16 weeks, as well as finals, which started with the Geelong game last Friday. 
And number two, some of the surprising wins too on the weekend. So some of the clubs that have been getting the most attention in terms of their speculated survival with regards to the pandemic, and that's Gold Coast, North, and St. Kilda, really delivered. Big wins not only in scoring, but in terms of impact. I mean, North went to Sydney and smashed that. So that was just pure class. And number three, I know I mentioned him last time, but back to Raul. Matt Raul, because he's such a rising star who plays with such composure, and he has incredible stats for an 18-year-old playing just his second AFL game, and his demeanor and the way he carries himself off the field too. I know the team calls him Buzz Lightyear, so I love that because any Disney reference, I'm all over, but he kind of reminds me of like a young Cam Mooney, and I'm really looking forward to his career as well as his commentary in future. And number four, I loved the Giants footy pitch video if you haven't seen it on Twitter. So it's basically Heath Shaw selling the sport to Americans and it's showing how the Giants do it, comparing it to all of our beloved sports, saying like, yeah, we can do that. And we have Jezza, you have like your players, but here's who we've got. And there's a part where there's actually footage of himself and it's hilarious because he's like, that guy's a clutch player. But it's really just insinuating almost Annie get your gun style, like anything you can do, the AFL can do it better. But my favorite part is just the promise that one day they'll bring it to our backyard. And number five for pure class, the Giants are also involved in a new partnership with Amazon where they're featuring six different clubs and they're taking part in an untitled documentary series that will be following the journey of some of the biggest names. And it's an exclusive behind the scenes look at this wildly different season basically. So Cornelia will be prominently featured and some of my other favorites, Peggy O'Neill, Nick Nat, and it looks like Stu Dew, the Gold Coast coach, Eddie Betts and Rory Sloan will be the others, and I'm excited that it'll be launching in 200 plus countries and territories next year, because it's the kind of documentaries that I love to watch, especially because Amazon's so great with storytelling, and I'm really looking forward to just Americans checking that out. And now on to hard pass. So this is something that I always joke with my friends, hard pass. It's kind of like my way of maybe just being like, no, thank you. So number one, Sean Burgoyne's Dangerfield tackle, I'm bypassing it because from my limited perspective, I find that the AFL stance sometimes from the outset is one that doesn't typically not apologize, but maybe we'll say that we got it wrong. A lot of calls are case by case, and I feel like they're not consistent with sanctions calls. And ultimately, it's up to them. But to me, I think sometimes because it's so inconsistent, it kind of fuels speculation at times that maybe there's favoritism for certain players, or maybe that they'll cave to the court of public opinion, which appears to be what might have happened this time. I know they try and put criteria around certain things, but it's very subjective. So about the actual tackle, maybe admittedly, you know, the AFL was saying we got it wrong by just walking back on it and then clarifying after a change that a similar tackle in round three going forward will have more severe consequences because player safety is the focus, but Sean Burgoyne only received a fine for his tackle. So hard pass there. And number two, 
After Melbourne's win, the team's theme song, you know, is one of my favorite and most satisfying things after seeing a game is just watching the winning team sing their theme song together. And the singing actually happened without Ghani, which is his first captaincy win. I felt that was kind of a little disrespectful that they forgot to include him and a couple of the players. So they're literally singing the song and then the three or four players with Ghani like walk in afterwards. So hard pass on that. And as for just trash, which is obviously just straight trash directly into the bin. So at the same time that we were talking about the kneeling that was happening throughout the round, there was an ugly taunt on social media. And I personally was just really disheartened by seeing that racist tweet that was directed at one of the most lovable footy personalities, and it was involving Eddie Betts. And it was just a horrifying and racist tweet to me that just is so indicative of willful ignorance. And I'm all for banter between clubs, you know, that's something that we all love, but there's a line between fun jibes, like there's accounts, multiple accounts on Twitter that literally are just countdowns for when was the last time certain clubs won a flag. And it's literally like a daily counter, which just goes up. Those are ridiculous, but I mean, that has nowhere near the impact and the message of the ugly and ugliness with taunts that you will see. And there's just no business for that in the game. There really is no place for racism in the sport and in life. And with that said, I'm really happy that the AFL and clubs individually are responding and addressing incidences like this immediately with zero tolerance. And in such an admirable way, even during these challenging times for the clubs to just revoke memberships. So, We can leave that in the bin, but there you have it. That's my pure class hard pass and just trash for round two. And what about you? What are your pure class hard passes and just trash elements of round two? I'd love to know your thoughts. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail or just aflobsessed on Twitter. And now for my round three projections, which are going down shortly in a matter of hours. I'm so excited. So for today's Richmond versus Hawks game, I think Richmond's going to take that one. And for Friday, the Bulldogs versus the Giants, I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. And North versus Sydney, I'm going to say North. So for Saturday's Collingwood versus St. Kilda game, I'm going to go with Collingwood. And the Lions versus the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to bounce back, so I'm going to go with them on this one. Geelong versus Carlton, I'm going to go with Geelong. And as for Gold Coast versus Adelaide, I'm going to have to go with Gold Coast there. So Sunday with our last couple of games, Essendon versus Melbourne, I'm going to up the dons there. And Fremantle versus Port, I'm going to have to go with Port. So we'll have to see if I got any of that right. I'd love to know your predictions too. And I'll be joining you all on Twitter again in a few hours. So I'm going to go work on my super coach team now and I'll meet you on the other side of the screen. So that's it for me. Thanks for hanging with me, everyone. I'd love if you'd leave a rating if you enjoy this pod and feel free to send it along to a friend if you think that they might like it too. Stay safe and healthy. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like we have with footy. I'm virtually hugging you and we'll talk footy soon. 